Welcome to Cycle Phasing Podcast. This is Jennifer Moore, and this is episode number three. What I wanted to talk about in this episode has been something I've been thinking about for a while, and it is with regards to the luteal, 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 (laughs) however you want to say it, the luteal phase of the cycle. This is the phase that happens before the bleed the menses or the period as people would call it. I have air quotes. Um, but the luteal phase is a lot of time is, is really the part of the cycle where we would attribute a lot of what we have been calling PMFs, PMS symptoms. And as I've been contemplating what is a woman and thinking about what it mean, how we can look at what it means to be a woman through the lens of the cycle. What do these parts of the cycle mean and what are they and what's happening happening spiritually, what's happening inwardly, what's happening energetically that I believe in many ways women we've been blind to or become ignorant of or have bought into ideas about that are not useful that don't really encourage us in the purpose of what we are, in the purpose of what we do, like our functioning as a woman. And so that's kind of been the lens of just questioning everything, like nothing is safe. Okay. So in looking at the luteal phase, you know, I'm like everyone else, I've grown up with like, you'll have these symptoms. I I can't remember where I first learned that. But I remember learning that and then I remember experiencing that, like having cramps and not feeling well and being tired, having fatigue, being irritable. But, you know, just through my life before kids and then after kids, those symptoms have changed. And now my daughter is a teenager and she has her own cycle. I'm kind of seeing how different her symptoms are and all this. But I had this wondering, this thought of like, what if this ain't what we think it is? What if it's not what we've been told? And so when I think about the luteal phase, one of the things that has come to mind is that this is the part of the cycle where we are turning away. I'll start with kind of what I think I know. I say, I think I know. I I, I feel like I'm always at the verge of, I know nothing again, but this is what I this is where I am right now today. This is what I know today, could change tomorrow that of the four phases, I think it is probably one of the most demonized, maybe even pathologized part of phases of the cycle. And my idea is that it is because as women, we are taught, conditioned, and also have, I think, a natural tendency towards the relationships and viewing our identity in context of relationships. I am a daughter. I am a wife to someone. I am a mother to someone. I am a friend to someone. I am a fill in the blank. I'm an employee to someone. I am a boss to someone. Like we have this very strong relational perspective about who we are. And so a lot of times I think what that creates for us is living in the gaze of the other that tends to be just where we be. And the luteal phase is the phase where we are turning away from people. Like we're coming inward. And 
if I am no longer centering someone else or something else outside of myself, outside of my own body, then I think that's where a lot of, you know, women get a really bad rap during this phase. And I think, and my thinking was, it's because we ain't stunned y'all. Like, (laughs) so when I think about the body, this is the time where if you are, have become with child, (laughs) it's such a archaic way of saying that if you have become with child, this is the time where everything about your body is like, we ain't got time for out there. We are about what's in here. And it happens every single month where there is this, this preparation, getting ready to take care of another life, to take care of something inside of me versus outside of me. And I think that that can be really tough for our people. And that can be really tough for society if society is built on the woman taking on her identity as only or mostly in the gaze of another person or another thing. She is not the center. She is revolving around something else. So I know, I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing. I just think that if it's not held in tension with, and she is her own and she, I just think where it becomes problematic is where that's all that she can be. I think that that is a beautiful thing to have moments and parts of your day, life, week, month, that aren't about you and it's okay. And and in a way, it still is about you. <laughs> um, but that's not a problem. It's just when that is not held in tension with you being about you, that's where I think we kind of see some of the issues. So um, that's that was probably the beginning of my just questioning like what is going on in this phase what is this luteal phase about and I just had this random thought I was driving home from carpool one day and I just thought what if whatever is happening in this phase of the cycle what if the symptoms that we experience isn't really PMS symptoms we, we've been known to call it like I'm PMSing basically, like especially when I was a teenager, I would say that. Um, Aunt Flo was on her way is another thing I would say. Um, but what if they're not really symptoms of something in and of itself? What if PMS symptoms are really just resistance to the flow of the luteal phase? What if it's not what we think this is? What if the more I resist who and what I am in this phase and what I embody for this particular part of the the cycle, what if my resistance to that is actually what culminates into these symptoms. I am a believer of psychosomatics just from my studies of psychology and just even some personal experiences and things that I've read along the way. Like I believe in this mind-body connection. I mean, this is also the, the realm of like why a placebo effect even exists because of the interplay between the psychology, the mind and the actual experience of the body. Um, so I'm, I'm all, I've always been very open to that. So if I am resisting something energetically, mentally, emotionally, because there just isn't room for that, for me to embody that in my life comfortably without shame or discomfort, 
then the symptoms then are really just my resistance, my um, unlearnedness in being able to flow with what I am and how that changes. Um, so that was like the, the beginning. And I took this journey <laughs> into the the enters of net and I went down Google Scholar and this is where learning re- learning how to research in psychology like has been so very helpful. Um, but I went down this, I went down a trail y'all <laughs> and I won't say it's like a, a weird trail. It's just, I had never known this existed. So I found this article that PMS is a social or a culturally bound disorder. And what that means is we see PMS in some women in the world, groups of women, particularly Western women, and in more indigenous cultures and societies, we don't see PMS symptoms. And so there is this thing called culturally bound syndrome. And this isn't just with PMS. There are plenty of them. There are certain diseases that happen in other cultures that don't happen here. Type A behavior is considered a culture bound syndrome. There's susto in the Latin America or Hispanic cultures, um, both men and women. It's a depressive, anxious, dissociative dis- like disorder, but it's it's only seen in these particular areas. Anorexia, bulimia is a kind of culture bound syndrome because we only see it in certain cultures. We don't see it in other parts of the world. And so what 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 it brings me to is if there if if something that is that I am experiencing good lord like this isn't like happening over there like <laughs> i get this every month if something that i and women in the culture that i that we share in america or in, in other western parts of the world like it makes me wonder it, make, it makes me ask the question what is in what is in the culture? What is what is happening that would create a space for this to exist? What is going on? If it is a cultural cause, then what is that cause outside of a biomedical explanation? I'm going to get into that in a second. So outside of that explanation, what is going on to where women would experience this every month? And on time, like there was a point in my life where I knew the day my cycle would start because seven days before I would need a massive nap, like not like, oh, let me go lay down. It's like I sat down and fell asleep and seven days to the day from that day, my period would start. And so there's this idea that because something is culturally bound, then it's not real. And that couldn't be further from the truth. It is absolutely real. That actually proves the point. Like the fact that you really have it, the fact that you've really experienced symptoms, we've named them, they've been like a clock or a notification letting us know certain things are about to happen. And that actually proves the point of it, but it doesn't take away your own experience. But there are certain cultures where women don't experience PMS. What we do know is that they have this celebratory interaction and regard 
for the woman's cycle, the woman's body, and the different phases of the, of the cycle. She's thought to be powerful. She's going inward. She's going to get her wisdom. There is this regard for what is happening in her, basically because of what she is. Not because of who she is to me, but what she was created to embody. And looking into it, I found like there's been numerous studies done on this. So there's growing evidence that it is not a biological, chemical, organic experience. It is a maybe more, maybe psychosomatic. But all of this to say, if that is, if this is true, I just, this is the question that it it begs me to ask and ponder upon. But like, if this is true, then what really is this phase? Because as I was preparing for this podcast and just thinking about the different topics, one of the topics was we got to talk about Lucy, Lucy, the luteal phase. Like I call her Lucy. We got to talk about Lucy because, you know, these are the symptoms and this is how to take care of ourselves. And this is how we can create space for our experience in the workplace. And I have some really, I had <laughs> some really good, like, oh, this is a great time to do this in your cycle. There's all of these articles and ideas and concepts around hacking into your cycle and sinking into your cycle. It's one of the reasons why I didn't call this podcast. I didn't relate it to doing anything, but really just kind of watching and observing the phases. But there's all of this that says you can leverage all of these things. And while I don't think that that is inaccurate, I just think it's incomplete because Like if we don't know what we're hacking into, how can we hack into it? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like some of this stuff, what is really happening? Do we even really know? And I think the bigger picture of that for me, as I think about like just women is how much have we been hidden from ourselves? I remember asking God before starting this podcast or being asked maybe by the Holy Spirit, like, do you really know what a woman is? Do you know what a woman is? And reading this has asked that question, but it answers that to say, there are pieces and aspects of you that have been hidden from you, that you've hidden from yourself for whatever reason, they've been hidden from you, nature, nurture, whatever. But like, there are things that you don't know about you. And how is that so? How is that possible? Does that have utility? What is the functionality of this hiding away from my own self? And what are some of the implications of that that aren't positive? So for the past week now, as I've been thinking about if I am no longer convinced by biomedical explanation of what is happening in the luteal phase, like just me wondering that, like, what does that leave me with? And I I hesitated to to do this podcast because I don't even know if I have a point. (laughs) I feel a little like, dang, like why even share the information? Except for to cause you to question. We don't need to necessarily change everything tomorrow. And you know, I'm gonna get rid of my heating pad. I'm gonna get rid of my my Tylenol. (laughs) I'm gonna bump my naps. I'm gonna do like, there's nothing, there's nothing to do. There is nothing to do except for wonder except for become open that I may not know everything about what I am. That this part of the cycle is to hold space for, I know things about me and I there are things I just don't know about me. 
I guess that's the point of the, that's really just the point of the podcast. I don't have an answer. I just have a question. And the question is useful because the question brings in doubt and and that is healthy. What I have found here is a really great genesis and undergirding of the whole exploration, which is don't believe everything you think. (laughs) Don't believe everything we've been told. Don't believe everything even that you experience. There's room for doubt. And maybe that is also the capacity of the woman to be able to hold space for regenerative, life-giving, creative power. That is very certain. And also, I know nothing. And maybe the more that we grow the capacity to doubt, to question uncertainty is a kind of clarity. If you have uncertainty, that means you are certain about what you are certain about and you are uncertain about what you're uncertain about. It creates contrast, which is a kind of clarity. To make that distinction, what a woman is, is a container or she holds space for both certainty and uncertainty. And there's things about what a woman is that has remained elusive. So I hope that you are left with a question that doesn't have an answer that just leaves you more aware. Like just that alone, you will continue to have symptoms (laughs) as long as you have symptoms. And every now and again, you'll think about what is this coming from? What, What is the source of this? What is this really? And I think that that is very foundational for the luteal phase, very foundational because the idea that PMS symptoms are truly just resistance to flow that comes from the luteal phase, then just having a question at each and every symptom is a part of the healing that's happening in these phases, right? So like, I will, I, I don't think I could ever have another symptom and, and just chalk it up to I know what it is. It, it will pull me back into the wonder. It will pull me back into the wonder of being a woman. And that is the gift, right? Like I started this, this podcast talking about, <laughs> we have a disorder, y'all. <laughs> it's cultural bound disorder. And there are women that don't experience PMS symptoms. And it's like, man, I wish I could, be, where's she at? Can she help me? <laughs> like, here I am living in America and I have these symptoms. And I can now look at the symptom as this. I am not a woman that was born in a civilization that regards the woman's body to a point where I experience symptoms because of how I think about my body and because of how I think about what I am as a woman And yet, and yet, in that, every symptom that I have with this level of awareness will bring me back to what is this really? They present a gift to help me question, what is this really? When I I have the time, space, and capacity to to, to question it, it's not going to be, well, now every time you have a symptom, just sit and ask, what what is this? No, because look, if I'm bent over... And I'm constipated, okay? I might not be in in the in the frame of mind to ask myself, what is this? <laughs> I'm jacked up, okay? 
But in the moments, in the moments that that is my season, because the moment is a season, right? If that is the season of that moment to have the capacity to wonder, then it has the capacity to lead you down into better understanding of your own symptoms when you feel them, when you feel that. Like it's not something to make yourself do. It's something to just be open to. And now you'll be open to it, hopefully, after learning more about this in the way that I feel like I am. I learned this maybe five days before my luteal phase kicked off and I had this information and yet and still I experienced (laughs) symptoms of um, my luteal phase. And so I am right there with you in the sense of knowing, having the knowledge of this doesn't necessarily change anything, but it did bring me back to questioning. It really just was a place to wonder. That's that's kind of what I would sum that up as I had I had the information and yet I had my experience and it always just brought me back to to wonder and eyebrow raised. <laughs> so um, this is just me now just telling you the things that I've learned and the things that I know and the things that I don't know. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Until next time.